As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Cowabunga! Hey gang, what's new and exciting? Your buddy Kevin Goatee's here, which of course means it's time for a new episode of Gutting the Sacred Cow. This week, we've got our new friend here, Tyler Morrison, coming on to shave down a 1985 classic, Teen Wolf. You think Michael J. Fox owned 1985? You bet your ass he did. Joining me as co-host, well... You recognize this guy with that high-pitched, whiny voice. That's my pal, Bill Schultz. And he's going to sit in as co-host to hear Tyler Morrison. Before we get to it, hey, don't forget, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com, guttingthesacredcow.com to grab yourself some sweet merch. And hey, five-star ratings, two and three sentences of review, love it. Find us on YouTube, subscribe, love that too. You're awesome. Let's see if Tyler Morrison can really shave down Teen Wolf in this episode. Gather Remember, remember the 5th of November. Bill Schultz, excuse me, Boof Schultz, as your Zoom name has you. You're welcome. Name that film. Uh, that would be V for Vendetta. Oh, out of the gates, strong. Boof Schultz, joined by me, of course, Kevin Goatee and Tyler Morrison. Hello, everybody. How are you today? Welcome to a brand new episode of Gutting the Sacred Cow. We're calling this episode Tyler Morrison Gives Teen Wolf Rabies. Welcome to, again, Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best movie review slash movie debate podcast out there. I, of course, your host, Bill Schultz, co-host, uh, co-hosted so many damn times, of course, of Morning on Compound. How are you, my friend? Thanks so much for having me, buddy. From the Great White North. Tyler, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. Yeah, it's great to be on, and... Uh... This is, should be fun. Uh, it's going to be fun. So here we are. <laughs> Tyler has chosen a film that I kind of was a little reluctant to let some people do for a long time. Tyler has chosen the 1985 classic. And we'll see if that, that stays in quotes for long or not. Teen Wolf. 1985. Only, re- <laughs> by the way, released a scant few weeks after Back to the Future. So... Michael J. Fox owned the uh, summer of 85. Oh, my a- God. Yeah. The a- Fox office. That's what they should have called it. hey <laughs> uh, If it would have bombed, he would have to go into the Fox hole. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do puns all day, God damn it. A- oh, yeah, we will. A budget 1985 of $1.2 million. A box office haul of $33 million. Turn that into 2022 money, a budget of $2.6 million, a gross of $87.3 million. That's so wild. Such an overachiever. I mean, a lot of money for, uh, and you can see where the uh, the money didn't go into. Let's, <laughs> special effects. Everything. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I maybe mean, the catering table was something delightful. Basketball. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> a net, a net. <laughs> let's talk uh more numbers imdb folks as we know is a scale one through ten with decimal points uh, i'm gonna go to uh, my guest tyler morrison first tyler what do you think that this film scored on imdb one through ten with decimal points 
One through ten. I want to say it probably got a six. Six flat. Bill Schultz. I'll one up that as we all know it's American classic. Uh seven. Tyler Morrison is the winner of two showcases. Ah. Six point <laughs> one. There we go. There, one. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people enjoyed it. Um it has this it there's a fun appeal to it, but there's definitely some some holes. Let's find out how fond of appeal the critics' Rotten Tomato score is. One through 100. Bill Schultz, you need no intro to this game. What number did the critics give this? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to stay with the six theme and say 60% favorable. 60% critics. And you, Tyler Morrison, what do you think they gave this? I think they probably gave it 37%. Tyler Morrison for the win. It is 42%. (laughs) <laughs> all right back to you Ty. what did the oh i would have gotten that right if i'd wolfed out beforehand <laughs> <laughs> we're only a scant few minutes in don't think you can't tyler what did the audience give this score oh i bet you the audience gave it uh like an eight out of ten i bet your audience is this is one one through 100 100. sir one through 100 oh sorry one through 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, bet you they, I bet you you know what let's go with uh 75 75, Bill Schultz. I'll go one up again, 80. How about 52? Ooh. What? That's, is that's surprising. Classic? Yeah. This is, uh, this apparently, I don't I didn't look to be completely honest with you fellas, but I'm wondering if this movie got reviewed a lot after the fact. Uh, you gotta mm-hmm. be right. Like, I always thought 50% was good in high school, but it turns out it's still a fail. Right. 50% <laughs> so, from the three-point line is fantastic. Yeah. Whatever. And in baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Quotes. I got a bad outside hook shot. I'm allergic to eggs. I got a $6 haircut. I mean, I have problems. I don't need this one. Right? And of course, uh, well, two more and then I'll tee it up. Give me a keg of beer. I always thought it was, I want a keg of beer. And now I'm corrected. And these. And of course, another one under the radar. Shoot it, fat boy. Ah <laughs> uh, no yes. Shaming back then. I don't we all miss the 80s and 90s when you can make fun of fat kids playing gym. Oh, oh that's just oh, yeah. the beginning. Remember what Styles thinks that uh, Michael J. Fox? Very much so. Oh, I know it's good. we're gonna get it. <laughs> and of course, one of my all-time. I gotta say, it's probably top 50 for sure. Maybe even top 25. There are three rules I live by: never get less than 12 hours. Ah! Sleep. I had that one. Never play cards with a guy who's the same first name as a city and never get involved with a woman of a tattoo and her dagger under of a dagger on her body. Now you stick to that and everything else is cream cheese. <laughs> Bill, Bill Schultz, is there any meat left on the bone? Well, uh, the uh, one of the underrated stars in this opus was, of course, Pamela, the 45-year-old uh, sophomore in the movie and also the femme fatale. And uh, she has I one of uh, probably the most underrated line, which was, I thought wolves weren't supposed to be shy. Now, I miss that mutual of Omaha thing about wolves and shyness, but I always loved that line. And uh, then I always liked uh, my, uh, Michael J. Fox sort of looking at Booth and itching. He's like, Booth, uh, look, look at me objectively. Do you think there's anything wrong with me? And then Booth goes, you should probably shower after practice. I do. Then no, nothing's wrong with you. Oh. It's a brain buster. I can't, I can't wait to see that bust that out in real life at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Objectively, do you think there's anything wrong with me? I always maintain Michael J. Fox got half those underage roles because he constantly sounds like his voice is changing. But yeah. uh, he looks younger than most of them. So there it is. How about you, Tyler? Any quotes from you jump out of this puppy? My favorite is the Michael J. Fox trash talk in the basketball game. Yes. Say, that's, that's four fouls make one more and you're out of there <laughs> <laughs> we will we will we will delve into that i have no doubt about it five fun facts yes even with two weeks of basketball coaching michael j fox wasn't a gifted athlete Loyola marymount sophomore basketball player jeff glosser was much better so he was hired as fox's hoops double number two you know it was going to take long for any of us to get to this one, so it might as well be me. Oh, nobody, yeah. nobody involved with the production noticed the basketball game attendee who briefly exposed himself until it was mentioned on VH1 several decades later. You mean to tell me no one was in the editing bay and goes, you know what? That looks like a dick. 
<laughs> I you did not see this. <laughs> you know that that's been disproven. I we'll we'll get in that later, but yeah, yeah. we'll get in that later. Number three, it turns there's nothing teen about the cast of Teen Wolf. At the time of filming, Michael J. Fox was 23. Styles, Jerry Levine, 27. Chubby, Mark Holton, 26. And the film's tough-as-nails villain, was he? Mick, played by Mark Arnold, 27 years old. Looks 40. Uh, yeah. 10 years after one graduates high school. They all look like they were in the that it's never too late league, you know, for 50 year olds that all get together <laughs> in New York and play basketball. Like, that's who the dragons look like that the, that the uh, beavers were playing. Fucking three out of these four guys could rent a car legally. <laughs> yeah, no one should have had a problem getting to kick a beer. The block Chubbs, especially Chubbs looks way older. He's a bit younger than the other two guys that are at the top of the pack. But Chubbs looks like he's a hard 45. Uh, you guys, you're burying the lead. Chubbs was a starter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the one, what, what, one, and a closer. Younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number four, uh, number four, the block of houses where Michael J. Fox's character Scott lives on the same block as George and Lorraine's houses in Back to the Future. Oh, that tracks because I heard Michael J. Fox say a story about when Eric Stoltz was still cast and they were already like doing locations for Back to the Future while he was on Teen Wolf and he kept thinking that he wished he was in that movie which is amazing and so that makes sense because they were right nearby michael j fox five fact fun fact number five michael j fox disliked this film so much that he refused to return for the sequel in an interview at the time while back to the future was in production he lamented steven spielberg's down the street making great movies and i'm playing a werewolf there oh, it is funny. yeah way to go schultz you stole the I didn't know. There's so many fun facts. <laughs> I know. Let's go to where we have our fans and friends and everybody want to ask the questions. Here you go, Tyler Morrison. It's time right. to ask a gutter. At Newark Night, good old Brandon Oglesby, does Teen Wolf ever feel like a horror movie or is it just a supernatural comedy? It definitely feels like a supernatural comedy. I don't think there's really anything too scary about it. I, I watched it with my kids last week about five times while they were sick. <laughs> they just wanted to keep watching it, but they weren't too scared of it. Only that I think the scene where he first becomes a werewolf, if for like little kids, it would be scary. But for like adults, it's not at all. There, there really isn't anything uh, too terrifying about it. Maybe when he rips Mick's shirt on the dance floor and like gets a little bit extra aggressive as a wolf that maybe it's uh, kind of scary for younger people. But I mean, for us, it's, it's not like a regular horror movie at all. Michael J. Fox's foul shots and how much he sweats. <laughs> he sweats so much. It is distracting. Maybe he was doing his best Patrick Ewing impression. <laughs> oh, oh that, yeah, that is that's torrential rainpour. That is <laughs> that was monsoon season at Carly. Oh, yeah. oh, that's that's not it. At pedestrian, Teen Wolf has basically cursed us forever, and perfect for the holiday season. Oh, geez, that's sorry, that's for everything else. Okay, never mind that. Next one <laughs> at, at your favorite movie uh, at your next favorite movie pod. Does he also hate Teen Wolf too as well? Because then and only then we have a problem. Well, then we got a problem because I hate Teen Wolf 2 way more than I hate Teen Wolf 1. But Teen Wolf, the original, is kind of like, you know, when there's like a shitty kid, it can't really like Teen Wolf 2 is the shitty kid of Teen Wolf 1. It can't help itself. So you got to blame the parent for setting up this whole establishment. It's uh, that movie was so bad that they recast not just Coach Finstock, but Styles. And the guy that played yeah. Styles was like an Arabian guy with a mullet. It, it, the whole thing is unreal. It's offside. Teen Wolf 2 is completely out to lunch. And it's like, it's super, it's way more aggressive with like the violence of the boxing too. And, uh, it's, and it's, so it's uh, Jason Bateman playing the wolf. I guess he plays his cousin because Michael wasn't coming back. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why it's T-O-O. -O. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, Fun and fact. It's kind of it sets up a weird, like, 
don't know. I don't want to say parallel between Michael J. Fox and Jason Bateman, but there's definitely connections there because of uh, family ties. And Justine Bateman plays his sister on the show. And then you got oh, Jason yes, Bateman of course. in the I sequel. Jesus well, Christ, are we going to dovetail the Teen Wolf 2? No, we're fucking not. <laughs> wait, I have one Just wait, though. just wait. I'm sure. <laughs> I got something to say. And then Marty McFly, the biggest character that Michael J. Fox played. What's Jason Bateman's biggest character? Marty Bird. Two Martys. There's something fucking rotten. Wow, that, that's that's um that, that's that's a nickel's worth of free uh free resource <laughs> right there. I did. Real fun, here, but real, real fun, real fun fact. Eleven uh, year old Kevin saw Team Wolf two in the theater, and even eleven year old Kevin, who's of course taste of, I you know what I'm going to say this movies that I've seen as a kid. I am still like 80, 80% of the time. I am right. Like that film was great, and it's still great. Or that film sucked, and it sucked. Eleven year old Kevin walked out of the theater and go, God. Damn, that was terrible. And my dad hated me for making me go see that film because this sucked. You're right. This dad. is how bad Teen Wolf 2 is. They have a montage in that movie. It is a studying montage. The movie's about <laughs> boxing, and the montage is about him cramming for a test with the song Send Me an Angel by Real Life playing, which is way more effective in other movies like Rad, Rad. the BMX movie, and of course, Wizard. Uh, they even use it in a better way in Wizard. But they they totally uh, it's out to lunch. The whole movie is insane. By the way, <laughs> by the way, Rad is an egregious piece of shit. I didn't see that until a couple of years ago. It fucking stinks. It is favorite movie of all time. Fuck well, you. then guess what? Time to time, <laughs> time, time to raise the stake. But they didn't even they didn't pretend to make Lori Laughlin's stunt double look like a fucking chick. It's a, it's Eddie it's Viola. dude. Right? It's a it's a dude with the worst wig. That movie eats asshole. I don't know why people love it so much. I I'll come back on and defend Rad. <laughs> I know wrong, a lot about that movie. Wrong podcast. I, I, I'll Next, make the yeah. last Jason Bateman reference. Um, I forget the celebrity that was doing the interview, but it was an A lister. So for the purposes of the story, let's say it's George Clooney. So George Clooney's doing an interview where he's at uh, one of Michael J. Fox's, um, what has he got? Multiple sclerosis charity events, Parkinson's. Right? Yeah. Parkinson's. Parkinson's. Same difference. Come on. It's in the, it's in the family. Um, and Jason Bateman's there. And he's one of the other guys that's doing the charity for Michael J. Fox. Jason Bateman goes up to George Clooney and goes, bet you never thought you'd be in the same room as both Teen Wolves, did you? <laughs> well played. Jason Bateman is assassin level funny. He's I mean, really good. He's good. Uh, some of his script selections, like bad words, not so good. Uh, you know what? I liked the I, I liked the big Swain in that movie, but it wasn't great. You're right. Yeah. At they call this a movie. We've had basketball and boxing. What other sport would you want to see a Teen Wolf great. compete in? Great question. That is a good question. I'll go first. Dog fighting. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get as mad at Michael at Michael Vick if he owned uh, Michael J. Fox. I have he's half human. I have one. Home hunting the homeless. <laughs> it is the most dangerous game. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's a good, good question. I mean, hockey. I want to see. I want to see Team Wolf in hockey. See what kind of damage he does on the ice. How about oh, Team Wolf versus the Mighty Ducks? That would be great. What a crossover. Uh, Teen Wolf curling really keep the Canadian theme there for Michael J. Fox. Bring him back in the mix. And they drink a lot when they curl. So give me a keg of beer would be the whole the whole episode basically or the whole movie. At Taco Shirt Krillin for Tyler, who you got in a game of one on one? Teen Wolf or Airbud? I mean, Teen Wolf's gonna chomp Airbud. <laughs> Although not this Teen Wolf. Uh, now, but see, this is where we're in an uncanny valley. A dog playing basketball questionable werewolves existing pretty much can be conclusively that they don't so therefore airbud does have a uh, like the fact that airbud is based on rea in reality you might have a chance there because what is he playing i'd rather watch airbud than i would rather watch the wnba but you know i just have taste how dare you some of the players are hairier leaping lizards team wolf looks terrible <laughs> would you fuck a werewolf from at lord snurts isn't that a question for Pamela? And the answer is yes. Uh, and Boof. Would you fuck a werewolf, Tyler? Boof to Boof preferred the real Michael, not the werewolf Michael. No, I'm not really into the Bulgarian women shop. <laughs> or, or wait, or not Italian women either? <laughs> well, it's funny because it's true. I married a half Italian. Tyler, will you avoid the tasteless but necessary Michael J. Fox went from a teen wolf 
to an adult chihuahua joke in your gutting at Haywood, you blow me. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that one. He asked, will you avoid the tasteless but necessary? Michael J. Fox went from a teen wolf to an adult chihuahua. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll avoid that. <laughs> <laughs> On the basis of it just not being funny. Yeah, that's okay. Also, it's easy to avoid something you never would have thought of. Right? Uh, initially, yeah. Poor, listen, I appreciate the question that, hey, you would, hey, would you blow me? But um, back, Again, to, the, back to the back to the drawing. That's a great name, though. Hey, would you blow me is a good name. My other favorite one, oh, Dick Dick Gazinia. <laughs> that's good. I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> that, no? All right. And that's going to wrap it for to Ask a Gutter. So, Bill Schultz, let's let Tyler Morrison come down. Get some rabies in uh, in Michael J. Fox as he's going to try and give Team Wolf the rabies. And it's time to gut the yes. sacred cow. Okay. Oh, uh, Tyler, to wait, before, Tyler, before you go, I'm getting a little hot. If you don't mind, I'm just going to take oh, this off. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> love the shades bill for those of you who are not listening bill just Table's took his shirt cool. off. bill boof schultz is kind of the out the outcast but bill just took his shirt off for all you listeners and he's wearing a scott howard beavers jersey let's not overlook the fact that it's number 42 guys yeah that is uh jackie robinson ja jackie robinson is beaming from heaven so <laughs> tyler morrison take it away okay so really i think we covered a lot of the points already that i was going to go over <laughs> but but i will go through some 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 more points and uh maybe back over a couple of these um, I thought Team Wolf, uh, it is a fun movie if you're younger or kid. Well, it's, it's just fun in general, but there's a lot of things done wrong. Poor special effects. Um, it's, it looks pretty cheesy, especially the dad, uh, uh, Scott Howard's dad. It looks really cool. He doesn't even look like a wolf. He looks like a fucking hamster. <laughs> he looks like a munchie Like uh, there was nothing for Bodie to buy. He, look, yeah. he looks like yeah. Peter. He looks like Peter Jackson if he didn't dye his hair and beard. Yeah, and the principal totally looks like he could kick his ass. You think the principal is gonna piss himself looking at the that? He looks, what he looks like. <laughs> So, yeah, he's like Scott. We're a family of Ewoks. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of like one of the weaker points of the movie, just like that sort of sideline. Obviously, you know, he has to have the heritage or something. You know, it comes down that lineage. Um, the uh, the one thing that pisses me off a lot about the movie is just how dirty Mick got done. Like, I love Mick. He's a good bad guy, but Mick was actually like probably should have been the protagonist if you look at it. This guy is a winner. He's an all American basketball player. He's really good at basketball. He has a smoking hot blonde girlfriend. He's the dude from the other school that's coming over and railing the hottest chick at that school. He's a winner. But Michael J. Fox, despite having a beautiful girl who's totally into him, Boof, which is a weird fucking name that they don't address any other name. If you right. Google it, she does have a name on uh, online, but in the in the movie, it's just, it's just Boof, which I've never heard that name anywhere else before. Uh, but Boof was a piece, and Boof was totally into Jay Fox. She was like the classic beautiful girl next door um, that's like adores him and wants to do anything for him, and he just blows her off the entire time because Michael J. Fox is actually a pussy hound who will do nothing. He'll stop at nothing. Uh, just, he just wants to fuck Mick's girlfriend so bad. And he will use his superpowers to win her, <laughs> to win her over and bang her. He's cheating. His superpowers, I think, are an analogy for steroids. Because this guy <laughs> could not have banged that chick without that. And he could not have made it to the finals in basketball, which is also horseshit. Okay. I this think, wait, hold on, one, one second, one second. I think you're touching yeah. on a great point because this is the true superhero power that every dude wants, and that is the ability to pick up the smoke show and banger and be able to do worldly things while playing sports. Fuck, right. fl flying is awesome. I'm not going to knock flying. My, my, <laughs> my non banging uh, superpower would be the ability to uh, have x ray vision so I could look through cards and count uh, in Vegas and just make my living off blackjack and poker. But that's that. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I agree, and I and I think Mick gets totally hung out to dry here. He's one of the only people that finds it weird. First of all, that this guy is a werewolf. Everyone else acts cool about it, pretty much, other than the principal. 
And um, the uh, Lewis, the friend, the the young, the he's out with with Styles and uh, Jay Fox. They they have the when he first turns into the wolf, there's people that are a little bit, you know, weirded out, but then they all come around. It's like, Oh yeah, this guy's a werewolf. Let's party. But Mick is one of the only people that sees through this. And so he gets uh, made into the villain. Uh, Really. He's just standing up for himself and trying to maintain his relationship that he's cultivated. You see them at the bowling alley. Michael J. Fox is just rubbing it in. He's grinding up on Mick's girl right in front of him, getting all cocky. I mean, Jay Fox is way too cocky once he had that wolf power. Because without it, he is nothing. He is nothing. And he got real <laughs> He got real lucky that he even made it to the finals. There's no way the Beavers would have been in the finals with that bum squad. Sorry, Chubbs. <laughs> there's no way you're in the starting lineup. Your hook shot be damned. <laughs> <laughs> Michael J. Fox looks like if Michael... Oh, right. <sighs> yeah, Michael J. Fox... You're go- dunking his donuts, Chubbs. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like if Michael if Michael Sarah got superpowers, that's what would happen in this film. Who's a big who's a bigger pussy werewolf? The werewolves in the Twilight series or Michael J. Fox in this film? Ooh, I mean, Twilight werewolves are the pussies compared to J. Fox. J. Fox like uh, crushing that can of beer with his teeth and and partying. That's and and doing the whole surfing USA. Like right. that's way cooler than the Twilight Wolves. I still got to give yeah. Jay Fox a leg up here. The only thing I mean, missing from that scene would be like a Spuds McKenzie on a skateboard just going through the scene, going through that shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Lori Laughlin and Rad. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Continue, sir. So he gets to the final game. Michael J. Fox decides to play it straight and he doesn't wolf up. Well, first of all, you're setting your team up for, you know, I mean, obviously we've seen the movie spoiler alert uh, that, you know, he does, he, they win the game, but I, I forgot that part. What, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he shouldn't be allowed. He shouldn't be allowed to uh, even, they shouldn't even be in the finals. He, he's, uh, he's used, I don't know. It should be a, an asterisk, <laughs> like the Roger, like the Roger Maris. To steroids? Is that what you're doing, sir? Absolutely, I am. It's actually, it's a valid point. You grow a lot of extra hair when you have steroids too. So, <laughs> and, and so he plays it straight. It's like, oh, now you made the the decision in the finals to play it straight. Well, what did you do the entire season when you fucked over all these other teams? who should have had a shot at this. And Mick, who's worked so hard to get the Dragons to the finals. Michael, you're going to come in and piss all over his parade? Not cool. This guy's been in high school for about 15 years, and you're not going to let him win? This is bullshit, all right? So I don't know, man. That's that's kind of <laughs> where I'm at. And they totally rode the coattails of Back to the Future in the box office. And, you know, good for them. Uh, that you know, they it makes sense to do that, but I think that's we wouldn't even know about Team Wolf if it wasn't for Back to the Future. I gotta give them credit, they were essentially an independent movie Mm -hmm. uh studio and they wrapped a long time before Back to the Future. There was two weeks where Michael J. Fox was filming both and And family ties. And yeah, oh my God, that hardest working guy in show business. Meredith Baxter got was it Meredith Baxter? Yeah, she was pregnant. Yeah, yeah, she she got pregnant, pregnant, so he was able to take a couple weeks to shoot it. Yeah, right. But they they did a very brilliant thing, which was they knew that this was being produced by Spielberg, and they're like, this is going to be huge. So they they just they their initial time they were going to be released, they canceled it, and they waited for three weeks after Back to the Future, even though he had filmed it way before, and they knew that they were going to ride on that coattail, and it worked uh, brilliantly. So I smart. mean, it was one of the top twenty-five best or most highest-grossing movies of the year. Super smart move by those guys, and you do got to give it up to them. And I think maybe that's why Michael J. Fox partially resents it because he probably shot it when he needed he needed the money or without a doubt. Or you know what I mean, and then and then Back to the Future is about to blow up, and he has this movie that he's not proud of writing. <laughs> it's like if, it's like if Stallone's softcore, not even softcore, the porn that Stallone did years yeah. before Rocky, they held on to it because they yeah. knew that boxing movie was going to be funny. Oh exactly. If you would drop that between Rocky, fucking Rocky one and two, and Rambo First Blood, that would have been a oh, yeah. major time right there. Second blood. Yeah. Uh, what other what other notes do you have, Tyler? 
Um, that that was pretty much it. We kind of okay. went through it. Uh, okay. I just thought, you know, the the whole Pamela was like the hot blonde versus Boof, who is the girl next door thing. I thought that was a pretty, you know, obvious, you know, regular. It's 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 been done a million times. Um, yeah, the guy's looking way older. Styles, I mean, I thought Styles looked pretty old in that movie for sure. And, oh my god, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give, give me a, the styles for green track pants, though. Good, good man. <laughs> get, get, Tyler, give me a number of one to ten. What your thoughts on this film are? Oh my god, one one to ten. What I, like out of what I how, what, I, how would I? Yeah, rate your it? opinion. Like, yeah, one to ten. What, what do you think of this? Love it. Ten. Hate it. One. You, I've been trashing it the whole time, <laughs> but no, I will give it this. I got to give it a six. Wow, <laughs> that's actually not bad for someone that's on the trash i mean it's yeah. not great but i mean listen like there's there's a lot of flaws in the movie but it, it also does have some fun stuff and i i do I, you know recognizing the underdog story and what they did <laughs> and i also like that michael j fox doesn't like it that kind of makes me laugh um <laughs> i love that they that they villained their way to number two at the box office. Oh, by the way, by the way, little bonus, we got a little side boob for a PG film, right, guys? That was a nice little uh, little thirteenth. Uh, that was a Baker dozen, right? There, there is no way this should have been rated PG. Very First true. Thirteen existed back then. You've got uh, they not like PG thirteen. Well, no, no, PG thirteen was out in nineteen eighty five. The first film was Red Dawn, nineteen eighty four. PG thirteen was out. Right, but so, Red Dawn came out in eighty four. Red Dawn was the first PG thirteen film. One thing oh, I no, got to get PG thirteen existed. This yeah. should have been at least PG thirteen. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, yeah, you yeah. got you got, you got weed. Although I guarantee you, it, Styles was not into weed. Styles, if you were to look up cocaine in the dictionary, you would see a picture of Styles doing this. <laughs> uh, if this was an R rated Teen Wolf, uh, he would have had him smell out his brother's stash bead cocaine. Uh, but I'm sure they had to do that. But like, you got kids. Sur street surfing on the wolf mobile like a big part of the rain system is not discouraging kids from duplicating what their heroes are doing on screen like smoking how many kids died trying to do that after teen wolf it was a pg and that party was right out of um eyes wide shut that high school yeah. oh. it was fucking ridiculous like i can't believe that there was a pg so I got to give some props to Styles first of all for running the floor at that party. He's, yeah. he's totally commanding that that party. That's pretty deadly. And also props to Styles on his t-shirts. All those catchphrases. What are you looking oh, at? Dick you mean this t-shirt? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> there you go. I almost ruined it. <laughs> no, I know you did. I'm wearing the for all you listeners. I'm wearing wearing the what are you looking at? Dick nose t-shirt. And I gave one as a gift to my friend Bill Schultz. By the way, Tyler, this is, you know how girls will call each other to make sure they're not wearing the same thing? <laughs> we literally did that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's uh, he, great. Goes, he goes, I want to wear the dick no shirt. I said, I don't have that. I said, you wear the jersey, I'll wear the dick no shirt. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. That's awesome. Uh, All right, so five, out of, sorry, six out of time. Bill Schultz, you're die, you're champing at the bit. Let's hear it. Um, I like I I love the fact any movie that could be that much of a hit and you cannot even categorize it as we discussed at the beginning. Supernatural comedy, definitely not a horror movie, but all because of the cast. And of course, it starts with Michael J. Fox, who, as we've also already mentioned, not only on the 80s, but 85 was his 
I don't know, Ted Williams, 1947 year, really. Um, And they, Robert Altman, and yes, I'm comparing one of the greatest directors of all time to Teen Wolf, once was asked, you know, what makes a great director? And he said, casting. The dude, whose name escapes me, who plays Styles, is... All right, first name Jerry. Uh, He looks like a Jerry. Jerry Levine. Weirdly, uh, weirdly, even though this is filmed in California, has a New York accent. But (laughs) Styles is Styles just fucking eats up the scene. It's hard to um, it's it's hard to steal a scene from Michael J. Fox. I mean, he really was our Buster Keaton, as has been compared to his performance in uh, Back to the Future versus Eric Stoltz's, but uh, st- he steals scenes from Michael J. Fox. He is perfectly cast. He would absolutely be cast as gay were they to remake this today. Uh, he seemed like omnisexual, uh, at least, with regards to wardrobe choices, the fact that he would host the sex party, but never seemed to really participate, nor really have a girlfriend. He had what looked to be a shopping buddy that dressed a little bit like Madonna, but we weren't sure that they were actually a... They we weren't sure they were boyfriend and girlfriend. All of his pants were wait, wait. Tight. Are you insinuating he's gonna pull a banky from uh, chasing Amy and want to have a threesome with Ben Affleck and uh, and Joey Lauren Adams? But with I'm Boo not gonna, and yes. Fox? If this was PG thirteen and or R, yes. Okay. Uh, I am Fair enough. insinuating that as much. He, he um, makes his way and, into the basketball locker room afterwards pretty quickly, too. Yes, yes he does. <laughs> Looking for lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> and Coach Finstock is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, basketball coaches of all time. And I'm looking at you, Red Arbuck. I'm looking at you, Phil Jackson. And And Gene Hackman and Hoosiers smoked. Oh, fuck you, Gene. You got nothing on a man that eats hard-boiled eggs during a game. During a fucking game! And wants to quit. And wants to quit in the middle of the first first game. They're so bad. (laughs) Chews gum constantly. Comes up with the little Beaumont slide that uh, Kevin Gautier gave at the beginning. Um, He is just awesome in the movie. Should have had a spinoff sitcom. Like, like, you know, Duncan it with coach finstock or something i we can workshop but <laughs> do, you, um, do you guys remember do you guys remember phenomenal. there was, do you remember there was a teen wolf cartoon on, yes. on cbs yes, I I, saturday mornings i watched it along with the back to the future cartoon i yeah. will give you guys um I've, i felt that my role here is uh less fun facts that's all kev's joint and more just a quick quiz i'll, I'll, I'll give you guys a quick quiz that, that involves um, that you've spoiled for one of the options, but I'll do it anyway. Uh, guys, which of the following Teen Wolf franchises slash spinoffs did not happen? I repeat, did not happen. A, a direct-to-video Teen Wolf 3 starring Alyssa Milano as a female werewolf. B, a film set within the same high school monster universe titled Teen Witch. Or C, and you've made this a lot easier, Kev, a Teen Wolf cartoon. Oh, well, I know the Robin, the the, the Robin Witch, because I remember seeing that in the TV guy. I go, what the hell is this? So that it, choice B is out as well. It's A. Yeah. A is correct, but yes. not really. They approached Alyssa Milano for Teen Wolf 3, and it never got off the ground. No kidding. So that, and I actually used to work at Lad Magazines, and Alyssa Milano, that being Maxim and stuff, and Alyssa Milano was always our number one seller because guys like girls they grew up with and now they're in bikinis. Alyssa Milano became such a pro at these cover shoots that she would just not even wax. And she just didn't give Oof. a shit, which was what I kind of liked about her. And you know, like the, the, the what do they call it? The little road to happiness, the little bit of Tre- the, the, tre- the treasure troll trail, I call Thank it. Thank you. I shit you not, because she knew we were going to airbrush. Hers started at the beginning of her boobs and went all the way down. And her forearms gave Tony Soprano a run for their oh, money. Oh, the, Itali- the, the Italian is strong in that one. Uh, so what I'm saying, great casting for Team Wolf 3. <laughs> that, I, I guess, listen, did, did she wax or not wax for Embrace of the Vampire? That's what I want to know. That I, I, I mean, my criticisms might be that there was a weird pro-Confederacy thing going on. Remember the play that he was going for? Michael J. Fox, or I'm sorry, Scott Howard, was cast as the bad guy in a play where she's playing a Confederate widow or bride, and he's the bad guy as a union officer. And he has them burn the burn the, the plantation, and she wants the plantation saved. Like, there's this weird pro-Confederacy play that they're having in the movie, a little yeah. odd. We're not really sure what the message is. Be yourself. Well, he is a team wolf. 
Like, like, why is he hiding his powers, awesome powers, powers that his dad said to calm him down after first knocking on the door and it's that whole allusion to masturbation scene when he's first wolfing out, finds out his dad's knee walk, um, that he's like, you know, you're, you're going to be able to do a lot of things the other kids aren't going to do. Well, the minute his son starts doing those things that other kids can't do is the minute his dad starts condemning him. A lot of mixed messages. Um, and again, the whole, you can make, the, the, you could say that there's a whole metaphor for, um, civil rights and sports with the whole number 42 thing, but I'm not going to go there because it's a very tricky road. And I guarantee if they remade it now, Scott Howard would not be number 42. No, but um, yeah, it's uh, uh, but you know, again, casting, casting, casting guys, Robert Altman said it the best and styles, Scott Howard, boof was a delight. I can't believe she didn't at the very least uh, go to soft core porn after this. I uh, <laughs> never heard of Pamela again, nor the 82 year old uh, Mick. Uh, as well, but uh, it was not without its flaws. But Michael J. Fox was um, sort of my Fonzie. I was a uh, growing up, and this movie could do no wrong. Hence, me paying way too much for this. <laughs> Excellent, <laughs> it's a great jersey. Bill, give me a number one to ten. Uh, it's a fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Staying right on brand. I love you. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com. We can pick up yourself a sweet-ass shirt if you want to advertise with us, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. And leave us a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. That helps us in the algorithm. Before I get to my notes, boys, why don't you drop your plugs in here? Because no one ever listens to the end of the podcast, so I don't make sure <laughs> you guys get your promotions. Tyler, I'll start off with you, being your the guest. Sure, yeah, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, at TylerMorrison1, and on Instagram, TylerMorrison123, uh, TylerMorrison.ca. I'm in Canada, so check out uh, my website for upcoming shows. And uh, you can see me on uh, the Ric Flair roast that uh, is available through Fight TV. Wow. I can't, oh, Flair, I, can't, I, I can't wait to see someone drop a punch on the uh, Woo! <laughs> a four horsemen apocalypse uh, thumbs up. Bill Schultz, where can I find you besides an alley in the in uh, Lower East Side? I'll be there in about 20. Uh, <laughs> as for the show, Kevin's actually going to be on on Wednesday. Uh, morning yes. with, Bill, with Bill Schultz and Joanne Nosachinski on compoundmedia.com. Uh, subscribe. Anthony Cumia, uh, formerly of Opie and Anthony, runs the joint. Lots of great programming. Ours, of course, is the best. We have a YouTube channel as well, where you can see a prior show where we reenact movies and wait for it, make them better. And you can see the lovely and talented Joanne Nosachinski wear this very jersey while I wear What Are You Looking at Dick Nose yes. that Kevin gave me. And we reenact the big reveal wolf scene between Michael J. Fox and Styles in the movie, and it is better. Um, so you can watch that, and uh, yeah, other than that, I'll be in the alley. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying what I do for heroin, but <laughs> dealer's choice. Listen, that taint has more track marks on it than the B&W Railroad, that's for sure. <gasps> it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Notes! <laughs> Watching Michael J. Fox shoot foul shots today would be deemed cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> Only one black guy on both basketball teams? This movie is already pure bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly thought they shot in Vancouver for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. By the way, it, it was supposed to take place in Nebraska. There is, when they're going down the street on the wolf surfing scene, there's a jack-in-the-box. You go, I don't think there's jack-in-the-box in <laughs> In Nebraska, got gotcha, you, bitch. It is, and I and if you look closely in the kitchen, you see a Nebraska Cornhusker Cornhusker uh, football oh. calendar. And I read it somewhere else that that was supposed to take place in Nebraska, but no one knows and gives a shit for that matter. If they shot it in Vancouver, the Dragons would have won. <laughs> <laughs> Why does Michael J. Fox's wolf growl more sound like more like someone's stomach rumbling? Yeah. Uh. By the way, that was the director who made those sounds because he joked, I didn't get paid for those. <laughs> Chubbs appears in two other insanely memorable roles. Want to take a guess what they are? Pee-wee's Playhouse. Big yep. Adventure, close. Pee-wee. And? Oh, sorry. And? Oh, Teen Wolf 2. No, uh, well, memorable, I said. 
I don't know. I'll say I'm just going to give you the line because it's the line that everyone quotes all the time. Ready? Look, it's Enrico Palazzo. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? Naked Gun? Yeah, that's him. Oh my God! Wait, how did he go from those huge movies to a cameo? I don't give a shit, but that's one of the top ten cameos I've ever seen. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, Scott Howard has a chest hair that's longer than Pete Davidson's cock, uh, but it sprouts so fast that he doesn't recognize that? That doesn't happen. Where does the hair go? Yeah. And then when he comes back, does it just go into his skin? Yeah. I, I wanted that explained. Boof is a great nickname for 1985, but boofing in 2022, completely different meaning. <laughs> For those who don't know boofing, boofing is where the kids soak tampons and vodka or other alcohol and then shove it directly up their asshole to get bombed faster. <laughs> or as Bill calls that, taking a cigarette break at the morning show. Uh, I don't put it in my asshole. Ready for this? I do. <laughs> Ready for this? Boof looks like a poor man's Phoebe Cates. Yeah, I'll buy that. So the kid in the hardware store blows the dog whistles that Michael J. Fox can hear it, but his dad has no reaction. Hello, uh, consistency, consistency department, line one, please. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a keg of beer. Do you ever notice in movies whenever someone asks for a beer, no one ever has a response. My best friend Terry Loda from home would say, "What flavor?" Ask for a beer. What beer? What kind of beer? Not, what, you know, what flavor? That's what always brand. works me. Yeah. It's hilarious that Scott has Jedi mind tricked the old liquor store guy by just simply changing his voice. His eyes got red. His eyes go red. I saw yeah. that, but really, is that all that? Okay. Yeah, he could have just... I would, love the, I would love to pinpoint <laughs> what film started the wearing sunglasses while driving at night trope. I don't think it was this one. I'm too lazy no. to do research. Or can we all just blame that goddamn Corey Hart? Another Canadian. Yeah. Style of shirts are on fucking point, fellas. He's, oh, yeah. He is not as funny as Stiffler in American Pie or Booger in Revenge of the Nerds, but I love, love, love how he's a walking Spencer's Gifts catalog. Yeah. <laughs> there really is no other character quite like him in no. the, the the pantheon of 80s party movies. But you know what? He's not he doesn't have that many memorable lines. There's but you you're not quoting Styles like you're quoting Booger or Stifler. Yeah, it's his overall sort of stylesness that yeah, just it, He's almost there. He's it's like you're bring you're you're waving him home for the triple and he gets thrown out going to third. But it's like little things, like everyone's going wolf, 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 and they pan to him, and his cl the classic 80s thing where the glasses are like this. Uh, cocked down in the bridge of your nose. And going, wolf, 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 yeah. wolf. Like he makes it his own. Yeah. <laughs> now a ton of people at this party are also wearing sunglasses inside. Were they trying to hide their bloodshot, coked out, or marijuana-induced eyes? What a it's party. But yeah, he, uh, you're right. His, he was one hell of an MC. I've never been to a, a, a house party where it had that many themes. And I was in a fraternity for Christ's sakes. I was going to say, I mean, if they were happening in my high school, I was not invited. Yeah. Well, for obvious reasons. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was wearing this in high school too. So that might have been part of it. I learned that if you're at a party, it's okay to dump jello down random girls' shirts and then eat it out of there. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, Michael J. Fox mid-transformation looks like Eric Stoltz in the mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All these years that Scott's dad never showed the wolf by accident, didn't come home drunk, show the wolf. Didn't get pissed at his neighbor that the tree was growing into his yard and go full wolf. No. Didn't get mad at his, his wife, I guess, who died. Did she die or, is she, or there was a divorce? I forgot in cash. Wasn't he? He's never mad that his wife gave him a mediocre blowjob at his birthday and didn't go full wolf. The dad Scott never saw his dad just wolf. No, I'm not buying that. As we said, Styles rocking out one of the best t-shirts in film history. Not up for debate. Oh yeah. Scott's wolf transformation sounds like a motorcycle idling now. Let's talk about Scott's dad. He, he, I love when he played basketball with Booth, playing the lily whitest version of hoops. Him in work clothes and her in her pink country club sweater. Doesn't he underhand it? 
Yeah. I almost feel like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> During the second basketball game, the refs have obviously forgotten the rules because Scott Howard commits backcourt. He's dribbling in the opponent's court for more than 10 seconds. <sighs> oh, the, yeah. sports, the sports in me had a – He only used the foul rules. And yeah, by the way, player. he's taking yeah. jump shots at the end. You can't leave your feet when taking a foul shot. How do I know that? My brother did that and got whistled for leaving his feet while taking a foul shot. <laughs> I like how Scott stopped to break dance with one of the four black guys in the film, a true man of the people. <laughs> the principal looks like a little like Donald. The principal looks like a little like Donald Trump. A little bit. Yeah. Styles, I would love to see the where are they now. Styles probably grew up to either sell knives door to door or kidnapping young girls and selling them to Saudi princes. Again, yeah. I, style, I think he's actually a huge success, but it's probably something shady, borderline yeah. illegal. Let's talk about the villain in this film. Pamela! She is a social climber that it would slip down a rung a few times in life. She's high school hot, but mediocre when she goes away to college. And I'll wager after her third divorce, she would start an OnlyFans page at 63 years old. But high school hot or like real high school hot? High school hot. Because that's how old she looked. Yeah. Uh, this woman is a true sociopath. She is worse than Allie in Karate Kid, Elizabeth Shue's character. She openly cucks out Mick at the bowling alley and the final game. And Mick the dildo just stands there and takes it from this high school girl. I mean, mm. she tries to get Scott, and she also tries to get Scott killed by goading Mick countless times. This woman is a goddamn maniac. But no, he's the bad guy? Bullshit. He's just a dumb moron who gets, like I said, cucked out. Yuck. <laughs> this whole car surfing business is just pure white people fuckery. Here's something my <laughs> friends and I had never wanted to do. Give me a break. We did mailbox baseball. We've had sex with women that have questionable morals at best. And we've done countless of times my favorite leaving quote-unquote positive STD results on friends' parents' answering machines, but no, never dancing on a moving car to shitty music. It's a Midwest thing. We, we do do this, the, the car surfing thing. I mean, it's boring. And the, by the way, it's very flat, so you don't have to worry about hills, that kind of thing. You know. Yeah, well, you grew up in the Midwest where the, where the White Sox suck, so you have to avoid boredom the entire time. You try and kill yourselves and avoid the inevitable, you know, slow, instead of the slow pain of death taking you, you get the quick one and getting hopefully run over. Our new manager, we're going to be the beavers of MLB this year. Mark <laughs> my words. So Scott tears off Boop's shirt while doing heavy petting and making out. But Pamela is does not look like she was attacked by a great white shark when he fucks her as the wolf. Nothing. Yeah. Not a scratch. <laughs> yeah. Get me that consistency, consistency department back online. One stat. There, people aren't paying attention. I am. Uh, at this time, I'd like to ask my friend Bill Schultz to indulge us in a spirited rendition of the wolf dance, if you'd please. <laughs> I should, I've, told Kevin, I've told Kevin this before. Yeah. This jersey, and unfortunately it has to be in summer, but this jersey brings people so much joy. Take this, Let it wash over you one more time, ladies and gentlemen. I walked <laughs> by the construction site. I shit you not on the way to work when Joanne and I were going to do our Teen Wolf rendition. And... Two, maybe more construction guys saw it and started doing the wolf dance while I was doing the jersey. It was one of the greatest moments of my life. Like awesome. I get stopped all the time. It brings people joy. Mick comes out like a hockey goon and spears Scott's teammate who looks like Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank God we did not hear that Jesse Eisenberg clone through a, a typical Jesse Eisenberg autistic rambling dialogue in like, every one of his films. Did you ever see the bench? All of them are like six foot four on the Beavers. Yeah. They're all like 10 times better looking athletes than anything that's on the floor. And that could have been made for a good joke, but they it wasn't. It was just like these were extras. and But they're all like actual basketball players. I absolutely love the, the hell. I absolutely love the hell out of the song in the final game, Win in the End. That is a mainstay on my phone Wait. in 80s playlist. That's a banger. It is a banger. A, it's a... Uh, who is the singer of that the original? Because you can't get it on Apple Music, but it's there's a there's a cover of it that's really good by these guys, Ink Snow Issue, and they do like a perfect cover of "When in the End." I, I love that. I, I swear, I'm downloading that the minute we're done. <laughs> I yeah, love it's that. Deadly. Great. 
One of the most one of those frozen scenes in film history is Phoebe Cates coming out of the pool in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. One of the most frozen scenes in Bill Schultz's house is the extra whipping his dick out at the end of the game. <laughs> and that is an urban myth. It has been disproven on a radio show. Name escapes me, but they found it. It's actually a woman. See, the mind sees what it wants to see. And in Kevin's case, it was a dick. But that was a woman who was wearing too tight jeans. And no. in fairness, it was blurry in the background. So it, the way that she's trying, she'd taken her jeans off because they were too tight. And is as one does in the 80s, she wore a belt with these two tight jeans. And so she was just sort of sitting there, um, not raw dog, unfortunately. And then when they had to come up and cheer, she's like, oh, shit. And immediately just put her sweater wrong, on. Wrong, 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 wrong. No, the, the, the answer to the story is this, because I was told this by one of our other guests who did Casino Royale. The director was such an asshole. He put every he everybody hated him on set. Hated him. So what the woman did that is a, not as it is a woman, but as a fake dick she whips out as a dildo oh. that she brought. Why well, didn't hear the fake dick part? Yeah. Oh, so I. Well, but by the way, did you guys ever get the other urban myth? What's that? The other urban myth, and obviously you already disproved it, was that Spud Webb was the stunt double for Scott Howard in the Wolf Suit. It was a white guy from Loyola Marymount. No. Yeah, yeah. But we all, as kids, we all thought it was Spud Webb. That was the that was a rumor going around. Oh, what happened? Muggsy Bogues didn't want to make the uh, urban myth as well. Muggsy Bogues is like five three. That would have made more sense. I don't know. I know this film is not good, and it is very flawed. The basketball coach is one of the Flint, uh, comps, What's it? Flintstock. One of the best characters. He's the best character in this film by a goddamn country mile. He's awesome. Scott doesn't do anything cool except break dance, van surf, and get his fuck on as a wolf. I'll, I'll take that back. Two of the things, those three things are pretty cool. But he doesn't yeah. do anything cool as a wolf. Are you kidding me? No tendencies, yeah. no bloodlust, nothing, nothing. I still dig this film, but it does not pass the remote test unless it's the final basketball scene. I give it a five and a half out of ten. I, it's pure. It's not good. I know that. I am not going to die on the hill like I would for like a full, a, a, a big trouble in little China type. This is not good. But I know that. I still find it quasi enjoyable. Uh, if you have not seen the sequel, avoid it like Caddyshack too, because it is worse than bathing in the Ganges River with open wounds. <laughs> but now, you never you in the same room as both team wheels did you? <laughs> that's a hell of a story i love i'm so glad you brought that up critics five star reviews as the unfortunate teenager the ever engaging michael j fox is doing what he does best turning a loser into a winner yeah it's often ridiculous and filled with 80s cheese, but Team Wolf does harbor some poignant coming-of-age metaphors and decent helping of intentional and an unintentional comedy. Here's someone you're going to hate, Michael J. Fox's early lycanthrope comedy. Do we have to say lycanthrope just because uh, I don't want to say a werewolf? Eat uh, shit. No sferatu for vampires. Yeah. Doesn't have the easy charm of his latter films, uh, later films, actually, as the Back to the Future franchise or Doc Hollywood. I never saw that. But it's still a diverting okay. enough tale. Is it good? Yeah, good, great nude scene for PG-13. Perhaps the nicest werewolf movie ever made? And how could it not be when it stars Sweetie Pie Michael J. Fox? Mm. Okay. Critics. He is, he is a Sweetie Pie. I ever say he's super duper nice. Critics, one-star reviews. Fox is enormously likable here, but the gimmickry of the werewolf transformation in Fox's lupine existence is just that. A gimmick, wholly artificial contrivance that intrudes on the character. What a windbag asshole who wrote that. He sounds <laughs> as much he sounds as much as enjoyable as two flat tires in Kansas with no one around. It if you use contrivance in a review of Teen Wolf, you don't get it. How about, <laughs> how, about how about yeah. Lupine existence? We're gonna skate over that yeah. too, fellas. Yeah, that's true. Fox somehow survives on the sheer force of a pleasant screen presence, but those who remember the Shaggy Dog ought to stay away. Ah. we're gonna bring it's that in this conversation. Like the that's like the the, the field goal kicking mule would be more accurate that Disney did. The idea that being a werewolf is something to certain teens have to live to learn with is like acne is a pretty novel concept to begin with. The problem, though, is that Teen Wolf does not know where to go from there. Pretty rudderless, I would agree. Yeah. The movie plods toward a predictable ending and misses all sorts of chances to be funny. 
Hmm. Although I, I will say with sports endings, this is one of the best sports endings because it's not some miraculous horse shit like, you know, someone sucks out runner runner in a poker scene or the, the anemic kid hits a grand slam to win the game or some bullshit like that. Like, he hits two foul shots and wins. Pretty, pretty you know, achievable. It's a nice bookend to the beginning when he misses two, both of those shots. Right. Yeah. You don't have a problem with the ending of the movie. That's, <laughs> it's, either 95, it's either 95 minutes that really are a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon five-star reviews. This is a good quality family film with only one concern for moral issues with a part with a partial nude, but the quality is great. Is it? it looks grainy as shit. Watching this now, I realize how poorly most older films were made. However, the guy's open fly at the end of the championship game scene was one of those eras that had my brother and I laughing again and again. There it is. Overall, I would I would recommend watching this film while getting blitzed on White Claw. You can order it on Amazon. Sign, <laughs> sign Sergeant Slaughter. No. Or White Claw Corporate. Here's Kevin Israel is one of his favorites. Should be cheaper than $3.99. I mean, it's 30 years old. So by this by this logic, does that mean like Gone with the Wind should cost you a nickel to rent? <laughs> Maybe that was the play they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that too, actually. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, but I have no idea. Yeah, I watched Gone with the Wind once for this podcast, and guess what? It stinks. I've never seen that. I don't want to. Don't rush. Oh, John Fugelsang made, made us sit through that one. Ugh. I grew up watching Michael J. Fox. This is back when they knew how to make a good movie. Good movies don't need a lot of foul language, naked bodies, and sex exploration. Then they'll hate. Yeah, they do. Then, then yeah. they'll hate. Then they'll hate Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> What's it? What's the other Phoebe Case film where she's na- not she's not naked in this, but it's everyone else is? It's like a private school. Holy shit! That's Technically, a- you could say Gremlins. None of them wore clothes. Fair. <laughs> or or Drop Dead Fred. This wow. this is one of my all time favorites. It's clean and cute, but I am old school. Is it clean? Is it no? Clean? It is not clean. Especially with the Chubbs taking advances with the ladies. Oh God, yeah. I mean, Chubbs was just a predator, wasn't he? Is that a Cosby? Uh... <laughs> he didn't dose her though. He just, I guess, Jello was her aphrodisiac. Jello, yeah. <laughs> Actually, the Jello was kind of dosing Chubbs when you think about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, had, it had fentanyl in it, and she absorbed it through her skin, and he just ate that shit. He didn't care about the tits. He was just trying to get to the Jello. <laughs> Amazon one star reviews. This guy nails it. Fox is too short tries to use a jump shot on a free throw his form looks pretty bad let alone he was shooting a jump shot from the stripe rather than shoot lol lol his teammates don't belong in basketball either they're kind of out of shape to play especially the fat guy but it it still comes back to using a jump shot to make a free throw ha 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 does he not have the strength to just shoot the free free throw without jumping Sorry, people, but when I see stuff like this in movies, it always has me thinking why. Like Tom Cruise, who plays catch with his son in War of the Worlds. It's obvious Tom Cruise has never thrown a baseball in his life. Why set it up another way rather than making them look dumb? That is so true. And I'll throw this one out there, too. Love both of these films. Love one of them to death, Bill Schultz. You know I both love this. And that's Point Break. Keanu Reeves can't throw a fucking football for his life. Yeah. Danny McBride in Eastbound and Down it was the worst throw I've ever seen in my I've life. I've never watched that, but I will take Hilarious it. Hilarious show. Is it's it? Great. It's great. I'll, yeah. I'll get to it. Last one. Awful movie. Remember, remember it from the 80s, but never saw it. Finally watched it with the family the other night. Wow, so bad. One of the worst 80s movies. Dumb story, parentheses, apparently, making, apparently becoming a werewolf makes you a great basketball player. Go figure. Oh, and no interest in killing people or satisfying your thirst? This film has not aged well. I saw it back in the 80s and must have looked back with thick rose-tinted specs. It's an overly simplistic plot. The quality of the film slash cinematography is poor slash amateur. Worst of all, the the choice of the terrible music they used. Very bizarre. Bloodlust? Nope. You just want to play hoops. (laughs) Groan. I love love the music. I love the music in this. Yeah, me too. The din, 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 din. The, the, the kind of cueing him up for the world. It works. Bill Schultz, did our new friend Tyler Morrison gut the sacred cow? I have to say, even though it is not um, 
overly made me rethink a lot of the elements of the movie that I find so beloved. Uh, he did a wonderful job, and I will. He did um, gut it. Um, I will say though, Mick wasn't perfect. Let's also remember that he. It's either trash talking or perhaps a fact. He did tell Scott that he shot his mom when he caught her stealing hens in a hen house. Now either that's a fact and Scott Howard does nothing about the fact that this is the murderer of his mom, right. or he is up, up to the game to such a degree that it's not, I fucked your mom, I straight up murdered your dead mom. Larry Bird, Larry Bird type trash talk. <laughs> that, is, that is as good trash talking as you're gonna get, ladies and gentlemen. I yeah. killed her, your yeah. dead mom, I'm the one that did it and I am free. <laughs> I mean, and then he goes out and he bangs her out as the wolf in the dressing room. He should, he just should have come back with her broad hand and kind of like whistling, twirling it. Uh, yeah, he didn't do enough after that kind of trash talk. Good oh, 100%. Lord. Guys, this has been a goddamn blast. Tyler Morrison, thank you for joining us. I enjoyed having hey, thanks you, for having sir. Me. Bill Schultz, you're mediocre at best, but I'll see you Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> the Beaver Shirt. Check out Bill. Of course, Bill and Joanne in the Morning Show, my two favorite show people in the world to do their show. Tyler Morrison, check out, uh, oh, God, Fight Stories, right? Is that my, is that yep, Fight, Fight Stories. Stories. It's on YouTube and everywhere you can get your podcast. So. Brilliant. KevinGoatee.com for dates and whatnot. GuttingTheSacredCow.com and GuttingTheSacredCow at gmail.com. Thanks again, folks. We love that you love this podcast and keep telling your friends and family about us. We love you all. Thanks again. Avita Zen. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.